The sermon from St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, preached on November 21st, 2010, based on Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 5. And he showed me the river of the water of life, brilliant as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, in between with the city's street on one side and the river on the other was the tree of life, bearing a twelve kinds of fruit, giving its fruit according to each month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there was no longer any curse at all. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no night any longer, and they will not need lamplight or sunlight. For the Lord God will shine upon them, and they will reign forever and ever. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit gives us a glimpse of heaven through these words given the Apostle John in Revelation chapter 22. Please listen again to the opening verses. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. It was a little icy this morning, wasn't it? And we've had some cold, cloudy November days here. Think back to last Tuesday when snow blanketed the ground and encased the bare limbs of the trees. Darkness lingers longer in the morning and creeps up earlier in the afternoon. Winter cometh. And yet, for me at least, these winter days also bring some of the most bright and cheerful scenes. You know, scenes of children skating on the frozen pond, bundled up and bustling with energy. Scenes of light streaming from the windows of a snow-covered cottage, glistening off the flakes. Fire crackling, candles burning, cookies baking, children laughing, a cup of cheer, a winter wonderland, sort of a Norman Rockwell, Thomas Kincaid, Capriesque mix. And, and maybe it's, it's those kind of pictures, too, that help us make it through some of these cold months here. And maybe, dear friends, maybe that's also why the scriptures show us scenes of heaven. Not simply to help us through a few months of the year, but to help us through the winter of this world. Today, let's cherish this scene that was shown to the Apostle John in Revelation chapter 22. Let it fill your heart and cheer your soul as we trudge through the coldness of this sin-darkened world. See, as you look at that scene of heaven, see life flowing from the throne of the Lamb. That's the theme today. Take it to heart. Life flows from the throne of the Lamb. 
of life of radiant pureness, a life of resplendent purpose. Now, as we come to this scene here in Revelation 22, John has already been given a glimpse of the church triumphant in its heavenly glory, starting back in Revelation chapter 21. There he sees the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband, the holy city where each gate is a single pearl and the street is a street of pure gold as clear as glass, where there is no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order has passed and God himself wipes every tear from our eyes. And now as this chapter begins, John sees in that city, that heavenly Jerusalem, he sees the river of the water of life as clear as crystal. No impurities, no pollution, no muck, no dirty sediment, as clear as crystal. What radiant pureness. And it flows from the throne of God and the Lamb. Yes, dear friends, the Lamb. The Lamb who was slain, but now He reigns forever and ever. The Lamb without blemish or defect. The Lamb whose blood purifies you from all sin. For He takes away the sin of the world. He was slaughtered for you and now reigns for you. Without the Lamb, there is no river, no water of life, no pureness. How precious the Lamb. Cherish that image in your heart. For how often, as we trudge through the muck of this world, don't we grow weary? Like pigs, we even at times settle down into this muck and even begin to enjoy it. We begin to imagine that this life is our real home, And so we devote our time, our money, and energy to making our earthly existence as as pleasant as possible. But no, dear Christian, no, your real home is not this earth, but heaven. Picture that heavenly home. Picture life flowing from the throne of the Lamb. That life in that river of the water of life as clear as crystal, such pureness, such pureness. But how, how could we ever be that pure? Yes, as we look at that picture, we do see why, why wallow in the mud when such pureness is waiting for us? Why focus on making this dirt look pretty, but but the more I struggle against that sin in my life, the more aware of my filth I become. And haven't you felt that too? The more we grow as a Christian, the more we realize just how great of sinners we really are. For it's not just my actions, but also the very core of my being. The more I clean up my outward sin, the more I see how deep that stain actually goes. How could we ever be pure? But see the Lamb. Dear friends, see the Lamb. 
the river of life. And that crystal clear water flows from his throne. For you see, it is the blood of the Lamb that purifies you. He is the one who washes you clean. His blood gets out even the deepest stain of sin. Yes, his blood makes the foulest clean. That's the promise he made to you at your baptism. Through that water and word, he promised that he has washed you clean. Believe his promise. Believe it as you see that river of life there in heaven waiting for you. That radiant pureness flowing from the throne of the Lamb. And as you gaze there at that river of life and at that pureness that the Lamb has prepared for you, what else does John see there? He sees that tree of life, doesn't he? Alongside the river of life in the street of gold, there is that tree of life. And notice how that tree pictures life in all its fullness. It has a a, a 12-fold fruit. Whether that's 12 different kinds of fruit or 12 crops of fruit, the scriptures isn't specific. But it's the picture of life to all its fullness. Fruit each and every month, all the year around. Even the leaves of the tree are filled with health and healing. And the reading says here that the curse is no more. Yes, it declares, no longer will there be any curse. Now, doesn't this take us back to that radiant pureness of the original paradise, the Garden of Eden? Genesis chapter 2 describes the river that waters that garden. And in the midst of that garden was the tree of life and also the tree of the knowledge of good and evil from which... God told Adam and Eve not to eat from because that's how they could show their love and obedience and thankfulness to God by obeying this command. And yet, as you well know, through Satan's deception and Adam and Eve's sin, they ate from that tree, that forbidden fruit. They rebelled against God's love. And they brought the curse of death into this world. The curse that has been handed down to us Still today, for everyone who does not continually do everything written in the book of the law is cursed, the scriptures declare. But on another tree, many centuries later, the Son of God hung, nailed to that cross. He became the curse in our place. And by his death, he has undone the curse. The blood of that sacrificial lamb there on the tree of the cross has set you free from the curse that the law condemns us with because of our sins. Galatians 3 declares, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is anyone who is hung on a tree. And there, as you look, And see that the curse is no more there in heaven. Know that Christ has won that victory. He has undone that curse. No more will death reign. And what confidence this gives us. What what help as we face the weariness of this life. As we face the pains and the struggles. As we face even death itself. Keep that picture of the tree of life there. Before your eyes. 
for the blood of the Lamb that stained the wood of that cross on that tree so long ago has washed you clean, has undone the curse. Death is undone. Life flows from the throne of the Lamb. And that, dear friends, is not only a picture for us to keep filed away when we near death, it's a picture for us to think about each and every day. For one, we don't know when death can strike. Even the healthy of us, of us it can come any time. But even more than that, as we keep this picture of that radiant pureness flowing from the throne of the Lamb, flowing past that tree of life, how that changes our view of our life here on this earth. As we live each day anticipating eating that fruit from the tree of life and drinking from that stream of the water of life that refreshes our weary souls even now. For life flows from the throne of the Lamb. A life of radiant pureness. Now, as John continues to see the scene unfold before him here, he sees the servants of God. It, it says here, the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve him. That's you and me, isn't it? Servants of our God. And what a resplendent purpose is laid out for us here, isn't it? To serve and worship our God there in heaven. For you see that word translated serve has both of those ideas, service and worship. But, but maybe you're thinking, but isn't that our purpose already here and now as Christians to serve and worship our God? And you're right. The, the scriptures make it clear that we are to honor and worship our God in all that we do. For example, in 1 Corinthians 10.31, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Or think of Romans chapter 12. I urge you then, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Yes, what a way to picture our service in this life as a sacrifice that worships and honors our God. And so we, we carry out that purpose as we, in faith to God's glory, carry out our various roles and responsibilities as parent or child, husband or wife, worker or employer, citizen or church member, as we show kindness, God's kindness towards others, as we tell the good news of God's love in Christ Jesus. We are serving and worshiping our God, carrying out our purpose. And yet, how often don't we struggle in this life to fulfill that purpose, to serve and worship our God in all that we do? Sometimes we follow Satan's purpose instead of God's. Sometimes we only give it a half-hearted effort. Sometimes we do our best, but we fall short. Sometimes... We think we've done well, but in hindsight, we wonder how we could have done better. Yes, even though even in this life as Christians, we have a noble God-given purpose, our performance is anything but resplendent. But don't lose heart, dear friend. Don't lose heart, dear Christian. Rather, as you make it through this dark world, keep that light of heaven that shines in the distance. Keep that as the focus. Keep your eyes on this scene of heaven 
and see the resplendent purpose that the Lord has prepared for you for all eternity. In this life, it can often be like trudging through deep snow, trying to carry out our God-given purpose. It's hard work, work that we often fall down in. And like trying to navigate through a blinding snowstorm, it's so easy to lose sight of God's goal. So each day, keep this scene of heaven before your eyes to see what the Lord has prepared for you and for me. For you see, there in heaven, there in heaven, we will be surrounded by God's glory. That, that's, that's what it talks about here. It, it says here, they will see his face. And his name will be on their foreheads. Yes, seeing God's face is a terror for those who do not trust Jesus, but for you who believe, what a joy to see God's face there. And to know that he is the one who has loved you so dearly that he gave you his son. What a joy to see the lamb and to count the sacred wounds in his hands and feet and and side. What a joy for you who believe. For, your, for his name is on your forehead. You belong to him. He has counted you as his purchased people, paid for by his blood. And what a joy! For there is nothing there in heaven to hinder us from carrying out our purpose. No sin to get in our way, no weakness that falls short, for we will be in the glory of God himself there. They will see his face. It says... That's you and me. We will see his face and there will be nothing to hinder our performance of carrying out our purpose there. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light. Surrounded by the power and majesty of our God, we will carry out our purpose with resplendent performance. We will carry out that purpose. And what is our purpose there? What will we be doing as we serve and worship our God? Well, the scriptures say, and they will reign forever and ever. I can't imagine what that will be like. Reigning with Christ. Yes, with Christ, who is seated at God's right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, all power and dominion, far above every name that can be given, every title, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. Everything is under his feet. He is the king of kings, and we will reign with him. Wow. What a resplendent purpose. And so, dear friends, if crackling fires and laughing children and the lamplit cottages help you make it through these winter months. Yes, keep those scenes in mind, but all the more so, continually hold before your heart this scene of heaven. Don't file it away for only those dark, dark days. Keep it before your eyes each and every day. Life flowing from the throne of the Lamb how that gives us the strength to fight against the filth within us, purified by the Lamb's blood. How that encourages us 
to carry out our purpose of serving and worshiping our God and the Lamb in all that we do. How eagerly we anticipate eating from that tree of life and drinking from that river of the water of life. How eagerly we anticipate being in the presence of our God and reigning with Him forever and ever. What a life that will be. A life of radiant pureness. A life of resplendent purpose. A life flowing from the throne of the Lamb. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.